beard that's long and white. Santa's got a beard that's long and white. Who comes round on special night? Santa comes round on special night. Special night, beard that's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Mythology of Santa Claus has had many interpretations over the years, from folklore to literature to Coca-Cola adverts and, of course, film. Arguably the most beloved are the traditional elements, the white beard and red suit, the reindeer and sleigh, the North Pole, Mrs. Claus and the elves. Some stray away from these elements, some put more of an adult spin on them, and some fully embrace that tradition and capture the magic of it. In this episode we'll be looking at three generations of traditional Santa mythology, with David Huddleston's take on the character in 1985's Santa Claus the Movie, Tim Allen's accidental Santa for the 90s in 1994's The Santa Claus, and Kurt Russell's Kurt Russell Santa for the present day in 2018's The Christmas Chronicles. How do they relate to the iconic Santa mythology? What made them work so well for the time they were released in? What is it about them that still captures the hearts of new viewers and keeps people coming back to them every year? Grab yourself a Christmassy drink and a box of festive friends and settle in as I'm joined by That Comics Mill's Tom Stewart and This Foul Earth and Bolt creator John Tucker to discuss these films and attempt to answer these questions and more. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Tom? I'm um, very good. Very good. Ready to... Ho, ho, ho! What the fuck was that? <laughs> That's the dog, the bounty hunter. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Christmas special. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, yes. Um, yeah. Um, how, how do you want to play this? Should we dive straight in or...? <clears throat> So uh, we, it's, we, it's we looked at three yeah. films, didn't we, for our Christmas three? Comparing three. three. I watched six. <laughs> Did you watch oh. the sequels? Yes. Oh. <laughs> there was only one of them I skipped over. And even then, I, I actually went and paused it at a different point. Fuck. <sighs> no, we were only doing the first ones. Well. <laughs> so you watched the five Santa the movie films. and <laughs> Strap in, lads. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right then. So yeah, you know what happens beyond the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Cracking. So all right, you then. know the the rich Santa Claus law. <laughs> and and I've, I've had to read the wiki like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Right, so so the three films then were supposed to be uh, Santa Claus the movie, the Santa Claus, and the Christmas Chronicles. Um. So then we thought we'd look at like the portrayal of Santa, the elves, mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus, North Pole, and just the various interpretations. So should we start with the portrayal of Santa in each? Or yeah, go for it. Yeah, sure. Feel a bit like you know, <clears throat> there's been no foreplay to this one. We're just diving straight in. It's so should we? Should we start with Santa Claus the movie then? <laughs> I might yeah. as well. Yeah, start uh, off with Dave, the worst. David Hudson's. <laughs> really, you thought it was the worst? No, no, no. I didn't actually. No, no. I'm just saying that's. <laughs> Because you picked these three films for. Yeah, it was slow go- <laughs> it was slow going though. It had it'd been a long time since I've seen it. So and, uh, I was I was they, quite surprised by how slow the pace was. Oh, yes. It's very, one of those ones. It's very much like Superman the movie in certain and it's set up in you know origin, move to the mm-hmm. city, evil megalomaniac business person. Mm-hmm. Um it's just this one sort of fizzles out. Um but yeah. You're right, um, actually. It does, yeah. It kind of has got because when you first said it, I thought, God, you know, when all you've got is a hammer, everything's a nail. Stuart's on a bloody <laughs> Superman. But no, you are right. Is um, yeah. it does have that sort of like that early Christopher Reeve pacing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it got does. the soul kinds behind it as well, or at least a soul kind behind it, so that's yeah, kind that's of true, the yeah. connective tissue. But 
Yep. Um, yeah, so obviously David Huddleston was Santa in that. Arguably the most traditional Santa out of the three that we've picked to these films. Yeah. Deme- Demeanor-wise, aesthetic-wise, I would say no. Okay. Well, really? Aesthetic-wise, I'd say Kurt Russell takes it. Ooh. Hmm. Really? If we're talking traditional, like, European depiction of, like, Santa, I would say Kurt Russell. Okay. Because in the Santa Claus, they do debate the look, and they do veer more towards the sort of the Coca-Cola, America, yeah. like, the Americanized. Yeah. I think this is coming from, like, a, a, a Europe-centric... You know, like I think Kurt Russell's had. I think Kurt Russell's look was better. Be, I think it was the best look, to be honest with you. And also, I, I, the one thing I really thought was interesting was that um, Kurt Russell Santa was the only one that was depicted as not speaking English when he's not around yeah. English people. <clears throat> yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, which other was a really interesting. It was I don't think I've ever seen anyone do before. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a you know, you get those scenes in like you know that Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street where he does the sign language of the little girl and all the rest of it. Like, you, you know that he can speak whatever, mm-hmm. but the idea that when he's at home and relaxing, well, no, why would he speak English? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I thought that was an interesting play, but I thought Kurt Russell had the luck more than anybody else. Okay. okay. I think yeah. I think the, the Santa Claus the movie one was the most traditional, like... Um, yeah, pop culture sort of. The comportment and the presentation, yeah. but the the actual look of the of the entity, I would say, I would say Kurt Russell took it by a, by a, by a nose. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, I, for me, he felt the most sort of traditional uh, David Huston, certainly, yeah, in the way he plays him. He's a very mm. likeable Santa, a very jolly, yeah. friendly sort of Santa. I do like... He was the jolliest of the three. I'll give you that. Uh, I do like the whole debate about, you know, the green, the brown. <laughs> red. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, red's more his colour. That's um, thing. And I like the little origin story. I mean, it's a bold move to start your Santa Claus movie with Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus, and two of the reindeers freezing to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did get my laugh out of that when he was like, oh, no, you know, I'll never live that long. I was like, mate, you're already dead. <laughs> like, yeah. you died. They brought you back. Like, why are you not getting about this? Like, you, you actually jumped in the sleigh and went, oh, my God, Anya, like, you're just gone. You know, he, he realized she was dead. So when he suddenly looks up and there's a bunch of guys around him and the reindeer are up and about, you're like, did I die? Like, <laughs> a small part of you would suddenly be going, I'm sure I, I'm sure I died like a second ago. What's happening? Yeah. It's, um, Is that I... Dudley Moore? <laughs> 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 Being as Dudley Moore as he could as well. Like, oh my god, it was the most Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore. Yeah, but Dudley Moore was one that bloody yeah. hell. Yeah, it's I mean, we'll get onto it in a bit. It's a weird mix of like two films mashed together, that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really it was a really weird film. I forgot how fucking odd that was. Yeah. Like I say, I watched it loads as a kid. And you know, in that way that certain films are just on heavy Christmas rotation. Yeah. And it always seemed to be on ITV or whichever channel it was, and it was just like that thing. Your parents are like, you know, you're like this by the Superman people. So fine, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then I've not watched it for years because I just thought it's gonna be shit, isn't it? You know, like how you sometimes don't want to go back <laughs> to films you loved as a kid. Yeah. Because let's face it, kids are generally fucking idiots. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually really quite enjoyed it. I'm not sure I'd watch it every year, but that that feeling you described that that has been like the sad thing about Disney Plus for me, like because it's got a lot of things that I remember watching on VHS when I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
And then you go back and revisit and you think, oh God, was this actually good or was I just a kid? Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. like things like, I, I think that like the Sandlot is still good. That's as good as I remember. What was Space Jam? What was that? <laughs> Awful. We were, queuing up outside, we were queuing up outside Barry Cinema, a cinema that we all knew had bedbugs. We were all <laughs> queuing up to get into the, the Cinema Royal at the, at the base end of Barry to go and see Space Jam. And at the end, we were like, fuck me, this is the news, boys. Get ready, Space yeah. Jam. And then I watched it a couple of years ago. I was like, this is unbelievably crap. This is <laughs> fucking useless. I, I do not Actually, recommend Space Jam 2, then. The LeBron one? Yeah. It's what I watched like a wee behind the scenes thing of him just running around an empty room with a basketball shouting like come on bugs and I was like holy shit it's like I just can't just out of context it looks like a guy who's snapped and then exactly he's just running around I don't even think they threw him a ball I think at one point he actually just like pretends to catch something as well I'm like Oh no! (laughs) Is it is kind of interesting to look back at Space Jam after you watch like have you ever seen The Last Dance? That Netflix yes, series about yeah, him. It turns out Michael Jordan was just this like this fucking psychopath. He was just the most competitive man who ever lived. Yeah. And he was like, "It's it's not enough that I succeed; others must fail." And it's like, mind you, I got Space Jam coming out next year, boys. If you're keen, <laughs> like we've got a sexy rabbit in it. If you're if you're if you're interested, boys. <laughs> so it, it's just so weird. It's like fucking Gore Vidal doing fucking Space Jam. You know what I mean, just like a fucking classic psychopath. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Oh, we we've, we've gone, <clears throat> gone off the rails already. Yeah. I was going to say that's one for um, next season. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah, we're going to revisit Space Jam. Lovely. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think they, I think they kind of take Santa seriously in this, but have fun with it, making quite child friendly. I think it's quite a nice. I can see why this film probably appeals more to kids. It is what you picture as Santa in your head. It's yeah, it's a respect. It's like um, it's like a respectful traditional portrayal of Santa, yeah. isn't it? Like a, you know, it's what the mums and dads would expect yeah. from from the from a Santa Claus portrayal. Yeah, it's, I know yeah. I agree. But I like think a Christmas card. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the problem with it as well, though. Like it was yes. just it, because it was that respectful and it, it plays to the kind of parents trying to show it to their kids or whatever. It's just so slow going, and I think it's. I don't know how I ever paid attention to this movie growing up. Like I was watching it, going, "Could I?" The attention span of a flea. Like, how did I manage to watch this? There's just loads of bits where the the talking seems to just go on forever, yeah. and the words just get elongated. When I played it at two times the speed, it played like it was a normal film. Yeah, so I and now, going, now right. I wonder how much of that is like trends in filmmaking <clears> because <throat> films were longer. Oh yeah, in that yeah, sense. yeah. Yeah, like because I rewatched The Sting not long ago, and I was quite taken by like how, you know, like paced. how, like really evenly paced. It like at points it plods. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at something like The Irishman, which is like three and a half hours, you know, it's just Robert De Niro in like Harry Hill lift shoes, <laughs> the rest of it. And even though it's three and a half hours, something's happening all the time. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. Something happening all the time. For three and a half hours, you know, Wolf of Wall Street, the same. Do you know what I mean? Like, and this is from somebody who used to make ploddy, not that any of his films were like slow, but things like, you know, Taxi Driver and like Mean Streets had space. Do you know what I mean? Like, and like Raging Bull was very slow paced in parts. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think it is, I think that is a a filmmaking thing. I think it's, you don't really see stuff like that Mm -hmm. now that is, 
given room to breathe. I will I will agree though that um the pacing of it I think was partly to give it that sort of like family friendly like you yep. know that sort of like wizened gravitas you know what i mean like everyone's just smiling inanely and nodding and all the rest of it and then john lithgow is doing what he does and the best fucking time in this film of course he is yeah uh, okay so sort of from a traditional santa claus then we go to the santa claus which is a bit of a tricky one another film that starts with santa die <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to kick off the action yeah um I'd not seen this film ever until yesterday. Really? Yeah. It's just because oh, wow. it came out in 94, so I was like 14, 15. Ah, okay. And, you know, yeah. Christmas movies suck balls by that age. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're onto the hard stuff like Home Improvement. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird that Tim Allen was such a thing in the 90s. I just, he, I don't know what a smuggler. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone know uh, this story? Yeah, yeah. He was a coke smuggler and a rat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the Santa thing like, was a cover. <laughs> and now he's like a fucking. He's now he's like a. You can't do comedy anymore because the woke agenda has ruined it. <laughs> but there was just that golden couple of years where he was like Buzz Lightyear and going. Yeah, <laughs> revving a drill, and he was having the time of his life. And then it's just been like flat. Either yeah. side, it was just like a little peak in the middle of the nineties. But he still does, he still does like sitcoms that last yeah, ages as well. Like what last was that one? Standing on last yeah, man standing. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That just finished, and that was like what nine seasons or something like that. Yeah, because like, he sort of had a massive yeah, but... thing in the mid nineties, didn't he? Yeah, like with this, yeah. um, whatever those other films were, Home Improvement, Toy Story. Then he sort of dropped off. Galaxy Quest sort of put him back on the radar. Oh, yeah. which he's a mate. He's great in Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much playing himself. So. Yeah. Christmas with the cranks and stuff like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Again, I've never seen Christmas with the cranks, but no, no, I just know, I just know yeah. he's in it, and and then I'm yeah, it just seemed to be every so often he'd get a new sitcom and a Toy Story was... movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Last Man Standing kind of had the sort of like the right wing community thing happen to it, where it was oh, okay. like you know, um, oh, it looks like they're trying to cancel us again, and then like you know. The country music television station is like, yeah, we'll put it on the air because it's a culture war point. It's not a good show. No one actually likes it. Right. Even okay. even the people it's for don't like it because he's like <laughs> a hardcore Republican. Do you know what I mean? I think there was an element of that to it, like keeping it on the air to like to to show people what was up with Obamacare. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think there was that, that element to stick it. Stick it to the uh, libs and the... stick it to the libs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. By watching it's... the Tim Allen sitcom that no one enjoyed. It's strange that I've heard them. Um... I've heard an interview between him and Mark Maron, and you think that would be two people that would be going hard at it with each other, with him being so hard right and Maron being so hard left. But they don't. They just discussed comedy the whole way through and actually well, got so, on. Yeah. Like, yeah, really I mean, got on. Well, I, mean, See, I, at... I like Tim Allen. I like him in films. Mm-hmm. It's just when he's you watch him in things, you're just kind of like, he's a TV guy, really. Yeah, he is. And I don't mean that in disrespect. He just, I mean, partially evident from the fact he never really had a massive film career um i, I think i think like this film thing is. he was kind of pulled into other people's orbits with the film thing because yeah like, like no one knew toy story was going to be what it was like the mm-hmm. santa claus wasn't really meant to be much it was just he just he just kind of kept stumbling into stuff that kind yeah. of had a life beyond him i mean yeah. i agree his medium is television 100 percent you know he was a stand-up comedian who, who made it into television do you know what i mean like he was mm-hmm. you know like um yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of an example that's not Bill Cosby. 
right? Someone Jerry else. Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld or Louis C.K., one of those yeah. fine oh. folks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're picking the cream of the crop here. <laughs> well, it was the cream within, wasn't it? But, you know, like, um, <laughs> you look at, <laughs> but you look at, like, you know, you look at like those people who transition from yeah, like Seinfeld, you know, start stand up yeah. to television and then they try and try and punch their way into film and it doesn't quite take like Seinfeld did it and you know, a bunch of others have done it. Um, yeah, I think he he just had a run of very good luck in the nineties. I think he mm-hmm. he just made sensible choices with the scripts he was given, I think it is yeah. part of it. But then, like, yeah, but then it comes back around, like you said, like, you know, you're having a conversation with Mark Maron. Well, of course they were going to get along because they're comedians and that's what they've got in yeah. common first and foremost. That's why, you know, if you have, like, you know, people like, people go on Joe Rogan, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. because the, if they're comedians, that's the, the main thing they've got in common rather than their politics. You know, I think comedians in America don't really, t- I mean, a certain, there's a certain, like, sect of comedians that don't tend to think in terms of, like, political faction factionism. Yeah, you know, like Marin, Louis C.K. Yeah, well, again, well. I think unless they go like full Randy Quaid, nobody really. Well, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, it was a dark start to the film. You know, like the, I think that was the worst Santa death of the two. Falling off a roof. Yeah. Falling off a roof, but then like disappearing and and it being made explicitly clear that, um, what once was a corpse is now just a suit. You know, like yeah. Not... Not yeah, only you, do you proper Ben Kenobi's out there, doesn't he? It's... Yeah, <laughs> but it's like not only like you know, not only are you taking up the mantle of Father Christmas, but if somebody accidentally kills you, there will be no record you ever existed other than a business card. Like, yeah, that's true. The, that, that was that was one of the tricky things for me is that he sort of tricked him to be in Santa. Like, yeah, you know, you slightly shift the tone yeah, of this film, and it's yeah. a body horror film. It yeah, is, it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a Cronenberg film. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. genuinely is though. Like you watch all the transformations and everything with them as well. Like I'm trying to get rid of the weight and the beard and everything, and then it just all coming in. Yeah, and I'm just being like, oh, like I've been taken over by this thing. And but, the fucking '90s fat shaming in this film. Oh, unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable! I mean, like we've already got the '90s deadbeat dad. You know, can't even cook a turkey. Everything mm-hmm. else looks fucking right on that table. He just can't cook a turkey for some reason. Eh. Uh, I don't know, frozen tinned cranberries, like laid out nicely, but yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the the fire extinguisher thing with the oven was just playing on the tool time yeah. like home improvement thing of him being like a disaster. Well, yeah, there's even was... a bit where he picks up a tool belt in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If you get um, if you're getting Tim Allen, you've got to get some tool play in there. You yeah. just, uh, mm-hmm. what are you paying for otherwise? Yeah. I mean yeah. he literally was he starts off the film like being when he's Santa Claus giving it fucking, oh, 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 you know what I mean? Like straight away. Yeah. Like, if you're not getting home improvement grunts and some tool stuff, what the fuck have you given him money for? <laughs> I love that he's the hot shit at his fucking office until he becomes a fat guy. Yep. <laughs> then everybody's yeah. like, he's fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because he, he wanted a couple ago, of puddings like, and <laughs> he's like the cream of the crop. And then like he puts on like two stone and they're like, you are disgusting. <laughs> I mean, crazy. to be fair, he does kind of deserve it for being a middle-aged white guy who takes his uh, African-American female co-worker's moment to give a speech and just fucking grabs the mic off. Yeah. Yeah. We're not here for that. Hey, hello, yeah. guys. You know what I mean? like, that plays very differently today, I think. Yeah. There's, a, there's, a oh, there's lot lots of that in this film. film. Like, yeah. kids yeah. queuing up in the park to sit on a strange man's lap. Yeah. And no parents being fussed about it. Yep. But, um, so, we'll sort of, we'll go to Tom first. What's how do you feel he is as a Santa? See, I think once he actually gets to the Santa stage, 
I think he's you were saying about the Europe the European aspect with Kurt Russell. I think he's the stereotypical American uh, embodiment. I mean, they, they even like fill out his cheeks and stuff as well. He looks like Absolutely. a Santa on the side of a Coca Cola can. Yes, like one hundred percent. He's even got like. I've noticed with his hair, he's even got like the shorter bits at the top, almost like a mullet, like coming down. But if you look at a lot of the toys and stuff that you get in the shops, they're like that, like under the hat. It's it's the little bits of short hair with the long coming down. He's got the beard like coming out as opposed to like right down and stuff. Like, and it's pure white. It's yeah. completely white. It's not like mistakenly grey, um, like in Santa Claus the movie. You know, um, he is. <clears throat> I think he's the embodiment of like a, a cartoon character version but then it's disney so it would be mm. you know what i mean yeah um, I, I totally agree like, I, I yeah i would say like he you say exactly what i was going to is he is the he is the norman rockwell coca-cola father christmas mm-hmm. he yep. is he's the he santa is the, that kurt russell santa would get pissed off about yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly he is yeah. the american santa claus like yeah. the, the the santa claus that the parents who would have been taking children to see that film in 1995 would have remembered from their own childhoods mm-hmm Right, yeah, because like the kids who, because I, I was trying to think, like, is there like a, a like a like a pop culture sort of thing from like, you know, if we think about how old you would have been to take a kid to see the Santa Claus in the nineties, like, when would you have been a kid yourself? And the only thing I could think of was like the kids in like Mad Men. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of age, like early sixties. Yeah. Like that's when yeah. you would have been a kid. It would have been and early sixties, late fifties, late fifties, sixties. Yeah, yeah, which would have been. You know Rockwell. It would have mm-hmm. been you know these you know post-war boom period depictions of Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was you know like I haven't I haven't done like a full like um like academic analysis like a different Napoleon Dynamite of these <laughs> films and where they fit into their timeline. But I do think you know I think like Santa Claus the movie is sort of like the like the mean streets of the three, which is that it's you know the changing America. Mm-hmm. All the rest of it because it, it coincides with the time that jobs were being sent out to Mexico and later China, mm-hmm. um, and that is kind of played off on in the Santa Claus, but um, in Santa Claus movie. But I think the Santa Claus itself is, as you rightly said, it's it's having to look in the mirror and see that you are changing. Do you know what I mean, so that, yeah. I, I that element of it is is it, it was an interesting reflection of like the America of the nineties. You know I mean, like the Clinton mm-hmm. America. Yeah, you know very I mean? much so. Very um, much so. But it's quite yeah. funny that in Santa Claus the movie as well, there's that whole thing of the kid like looking in the McDonald's and it almost yeah. looking looking like this grand not like it's not like a fast food joint. It looks like a grand restaurant, like all these people sitting around with these really big beefy burgers and it looks really nice and they're all families and he you know, even when he goes to that girl's house, he gets given a perfect big huge fuck off can of Coke, you know, like yeah. It's it's a it's that kind of it was emblematic, emblematic of that sort of eighties flash. Everything you know, that's American is great, sort of thing at that point as well. Yeah, that that sequence you described then, like when I saw that, the thing that reminded me of was those, um, you know, like when they opened the McDonald's in Moscow and they were showing, yeah. like, yeah. like, after the fall of the building, after the fall of the Soviet Union, they opened the McDonald's in Moscow and they added adverts on the television for it, like you know, you can get luxuries from the West now, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, like that scene, like if you put some like FX twin over that, Adam Curtis would use that in a film. I'm telling <laughs> you, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Him sitting there with it like <laughs> But of course what Dudley Moore was thinking was a fantasy, right? And it was like <laughs> cut to something else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but because I, I thought it was it was and you know because obviously it was that was pre that was pre the fall of the Soviet Union. But I thought like it was odd that you know it, it had it was like an advert for America inside an American film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah. There is a very weird perspective that film was made from. Do you know what I mean? Like where I don't think they quite really. They never really got felt like they quite knew what angle they were coming from with that. Yeah, they never got the tone right with that at all because there was almost like a ripping on uh, materialism and um, like how stuff is marketed towards kids and stuff in that film with the, the the candy pops and all that kind of stuff. And it was like that was like a weird satire thing. But there was also on the other point the whole thing of glorifying McDonald's and Coke and everything. So it was like you've not quite got how this works. Like they are still part of that. I don't understand. Like, is it just just because these guys sponsor it, you're going to be like, no, you guys are good. Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. but actual general uh, American markets and how stuff is marketed towards children that's bad. But you guys, yeah. you guys are like amazing. You know, <laughs> give me that money. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, it was weird. They just never got the tone right at all. Whereas, I think with the Santa Claus, um, the almost did get the tone right because they from the get-go kind of rip how toys are marketed towards kids and everything in there they also rip on you know there's that whole bit where he's like oh we'll go to wendy's an american institution they go in it's just like a, a big japanese business meeting or whatever yeah, you know like sad dads. <laughs> yeah yeah and sad yeah. dads everywhere so it was the there was that satire on, uh, on sort of the way things are in, in in America in the nineties there as well, whilst still maintaining that whole thing of like, but you know it's wholesome and Santa's wholesome whilst still having that satire aspect, you know. Yeah, I mean, my my feeling on it was very much like the the, the Santa Claus was kind of like America's lost its way. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that was the perspective I thought the Santa Claus was taken from. Is like, look, if we can just get back to some of these old fashioned values, because I think the. The, the 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 fact that it was the Rockwellized Santa mm-hmm. was not a mistake, right? It was this whole like you know we've we've taken a wrong turn somewhere. Let's just get back to original traditional Christmas values and all the rest of it. Whereas the Santa Claus had a bit of that, but it was also like you know it was also like things are things are good in the here and now, but there's something there's something dark and frightening coming around the corner. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like 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 the santa claus was like these are the glory days and we have to protect them at all costs america first and then the sun and then the santa claus was we have at some point lost our way and we just yeah. need to get back to you know um americans we need to get back to the time when you'd wear a tie to wendy's and yeah. you could take a microphone off a black person and there wouldn't be a big fuss about it do you know what i mean like <laughs> those are the traditional values that the santa claus are trying to preserve was tim allen's right to take a microphone <laughs> off a black woman but then it's also weirdly quite modern to the time in that it doesn't end with him getting back with his wife and then becoming no, no. A unit again it ends with him being like to his son, you know, you're going to be good with your stepdad and, you know, that's I, your family. I've got to abandon you to go be fucking Santa. But I think that's emblematic. That's emblematic of that time as well, though. The 90s was just, in America especially, all you ever heard about was like, oh, there's divorce is rife. Like everybody's, yeah. everybody's divorced. Key kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were seeing single parents and everything all over like British sitcoms and everything, like Sister, Sister and Smart Guy and everything. It was either widowers or divorces. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I, and you know that was focus group to death by Disney. Yeah, so, look, completely. D- d- yeah. Kids are divorced, huge market. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's kind of the weird thing because you don't really see him much as Santa in this. Obviously, I know oh. you watched the sequels, Tom, but um, 
Or any excuse so it's, in the it's sort of difficult to get a gauge of him as Santa because for the large part of it, it's a guy against his will being forced to become Santa, mm-hmm. mainly because his kid's like, oh, I don't want to be with this fucking guy. He's going to be Santa. I fucking love my dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so at the th- end, he's like, I'm going to go into the family business, which when you think about it, it's like, you're going to kill your dad one day and fucking yeah. wear his suit. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminded me of that one? It kind of reminded me of what women want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. that kind of like... The sort of like you know, I've been given an insight against my will. Help me, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? like it was that sort of angle to it, you know. Like, yeah. and I, th- I don't know because I think like I think what women want is like that. I think that film I think was just if you like walked into Mel Gibson's brain and if you just avoided the screaming and the slurs, you would have seen the plot of what women want playing on a loop in his head in the nineties of like yeah. the world is changing and I don't understand. Yeah. Why can't I just be Mad Max again? <laughs> like, why is that? Why is there a woman shaving her legs in Times Square on a big billboard? What's going on? Right? It's like I'm from Australia, for God's sake. Why does no one remember this? Right? But you know, it's like Mel Gibson was just like fucked in the head, and like, you know, and and what women want was his like cry for help. And I think the Santa Claus was you know a similar thing. Like, but almost like on behalf of the American family. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, you know, it's like when we were kids, Father Christmas looked like this. Like, like and share if you remember when Father Christmas looked like this. Do you know what I mean? It's like America Days Gone By, Facebook group. (laughs) (laughs) Who remembers proper bin men? So, from one broken family Santa movie to another one. Yeah. This time going with the... Stuart, you are going to have to fucking crack the whip on here, mate, I'm telling you. (laughs) Before we end up on Jeffrey Epstein Islands and... (laughs) He said it. Um, (laughs) Well, I think people come here for that, so now it's been mentioned, we can get it out of the way. Um, Yeah, so then we uh, bring it pretty much bang up to date with 2018's The Christmas Chronicles (sighs) and uh, the most Kurt Russell of Kurt Russell-y Santas. Um, sort of. Do you want to go again, Tom? Because we let John sort of mention this one a bit, and I, I can feel you struggling. Yeah, I mean, I I struggled with the Christmas Chronicles. Full stop. And I've watched that was the I had to skip the last like quarter of it. I've I've watched it three times now, and the first time I was a bit iffy on it. Second time, I think I was just in the mood for like Christmassy stuff in the last like couple of days lead up to Christmas. I'm like, oh, this is great. So when I watched it again, I was sitting going, Jesus, this is just not a good. This is not a good movie. It's a straight to DVD or like that's all it is. It's I can't even say much on it that I don't know. It just doesn't even to me. I don't even think it's a good Kurt Russell performance. It's just him being Kurt Russell. Like it's not even him being Santa. Um, he has the bit where he speaks like Elvish or whatever. Fine, like that. That that's cool. Um, it has. Goldie Hawn at the end, spoiler. Um, at the end, as is Mrs. Claus or whatever. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, is that is that really what they were just selling on? Like, you you get Kurt Russell as Santa because everything else in it was just god awful. It was dreadful. Those kids were annoying as shit, man. Like, See, I, I could couldn't stand them at all. I could understand where they were coming from. This whole thing of like being in the first year or so, the throes of like losing a parent and. It's all really difficult. The kid, the kids, the boys at like an age where he's like rebelling or whatever. And this is the whole 
his sister trying to bring it back by trying to get the family kind of together by making them friends again and then catch Santa in the act and all that kind of jazz. Like, yeah, fine. But none of it just, none of it seemed believable at all. It was just, it was just cheesy camp rock style Disney crap, but on Netflix, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it was all oh, balls, balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling myself going through it just like, oh God, this is a slog. And I can't even, I was trying to think of like what the good stuff was. And it was just the same kind of stuff as what's in, Santa Claus the movie and the Santa Claus are the whole thing of like him guessing people's names and stuff and showing them presents and all that kind of stuff like that's kind of that's cool I like that aspect of like he always remembers all the kids even after they've grown up and stuff like that's nice little written bits in um, that keeps the kind of magic of it um, and of the character as well it's all about I think it's all about with Santa is about keeping the magic of it and trying to even though you know well, even though the most most people will know, you know, there's Santa. It's just a made up thing for kids or whatever. It's trying to get the audience to believe this thing of no, this guy is Santa Claus. It's all real, you know. It's all real, and I just they 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 almost get that in Christmas Chronicles, but that whole thing of him constantly going against what the stereotypical Santa is and stuff like that as well. It just it kept pulling it back, and it just never got to that point of like this is magic you know it was just it just wasn't good it was a, it was a, a show of really bad acting not great writing and then Kurt Russell you know oh look it's Kurt, it's Kurt Russell is Santa Claus great like it's that, really you're going to sell it on just that Kurt Russell is Santa Claus like I know a lot of people love him and stuff but just you know go watch Escape from New York or whatever like go, you know if you want to watch a Kurt Russell film watch a Kurt Russell film why do we need to watch him as Santa Claus like it didn't did nothing did nothing for me at all. See, I'm the opposite on this one. I actually really enjoyed this film. Um, it possibly helps that I watched it with my kids when it okay. first came out, so I've got that side of it. Um, it's far better than it fucking deserves to be for me. I admittedly, like you say, it's a film sold on the fact that hey, Kurt Russell Santa. Um, <laughs> but actually, I thought it was quite a fun like Christmassy adventure movie. The kids are standard American kids in these sort of films, mm. but I thought they were fine. Um, I will say we're recording this and have watched the films in mid-November. I think Christmas films... Oh, you films... blew the magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think there's a certain thing with Christmas films that come December, you'll watch any old Christmassy shit in yeah. December. There's just mm-hmm. something about that. Once you get suckered up, the trees up and all that stuff, because they... Christmas films kind of become like, you know, you don't even watch them out of the time. You chuck them on while you're writing your Christmas cards or what yeah. you put in the tree up or whatever other grown-up shit you have to do at Christmas that you never realise you have to do as a kid. <laughs> um, so they sort of become that. And I, this one's quite good for sort of drifting in and out of kind of thing. Mm. I think it's the ideal Christmas movie for we're putting the tree up, let's put that on. And then, you yeah. know. Watch it for a bit, get suckered in, then go back to putting the tree up, then get suckered into it again. Yeah, see, Um, that that second time that I watched it, it was like that. It was a case of like wrapping presents or whatever and and sitting watching it and being like, you know what, this is a really good film. Or even just a case of like doing dishes or something. You know, it was was definitely secondary, just shove on the background. The second second one, by the way, just avoid. Like even on in the background, it's awful. I've never seen the second one. It's worse than a Hallmark film. Like it's terrible. It's got the kid from Hunt for the Wilder People in it. Oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, he's just, he's not good. 
he's no good. No, I I mean they go out of their way to do cool Santa. He's got his leather jacket. His yeah, he looks like a hot rod. Yeah, and they have him like singing the blues and stuff. He sings like that. the blues, which purely it's... seems to be in there for an excuse for him to sing with uh, the E Street Band, Stevie Bands, and his new band. Yeah, it's it's Side funny. Be- it's funny because um, I was watching it thinking like this is a Santa that I think my dad would have liked. He liked yeah. the Sa- he liked the Santa Claus with Tim Allen because he, I think he liked the whole thing of like Tim Allen being into cars and all that kind of stuff and being like the this uh, American handyman dude and then to put him in the Santa Claus outfits and stuff like he he loved that aspect like there's that guy that I can relate well on the telly or whatever as a dad you know now he's Santa Claus or whatever whereas I'm watching that I'm like yeah it would have been the, the kind of guys that love sitting watching something with their kids and being like, oh, he's singing the blues. He's wearing sunglasses. You know, look at him. <laughs> that is he that looks weird, great. That is you remember that the California though, Raisins, it? boys? It was just like this. <laughs> That's that weird thing, though, is Christmas movies generally aren't sold to grown-up men. No. They're generally aimed at kids, mm-hmm. or, like with the Hallmark ones and all that. Fe- the female audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like the first one that's going, how can we get the dads in? What if we put Snake Pliskin in a Santa outfit? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like Kurt Russell in this. Like, I mean, he is, like, say, the Kurt Russellist of all Kurt Russell Santa Clauses. But I quite like that he's just kind of like, you know, doesn't really give a shit about people knowing he's Santa when he's going through the restaurant trying to get the lift, get a lift off somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I found him quite warm and inviting and friendly. Um, even when he's annoyed at the kids, there's still kind of that he's not really annoyed, is he? Yeah. Um, I do think it would have been great if it ended and they just had fucking coal. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have loved it if at the end he just dropped them off and said, see you later, losers! <laughs> but, um, yeah, John, sort of your... on Kurt Russell. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of Kurt Russell. I like Kurt Russell a lot. Um, I'm kind of... I'm more towards Tom on this one, I've got to be honest. It wasn't... I, mean, I think it, it was a, it was an interesting it was an interesting experiment. I think because I think you're right. I think it was a you know like uh, a just for men Christmas film. Do you know what I mean? Like let's 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 have a fucking Christmas film for just the fucking bloke. Should we win? Yeah, should we? Yeah, fucking kid Russell, we? You know. But I think it was you know like a it was. I think Kurt, like Kurt Russell was okay, but I agree the writing I think hampered it because it, it felt like a lot of it was like. There's a lot of explaining the rules. It's like, uh, we've crashed because I have lost my hat and the reindeer is somewhere else. And the reason I know this is because da 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 Whereas everybody, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do a bunch of like world building with yeah. Father Christmas. Everybody <laughs> knows what that means. You can say anything. Every different, yep. every film has got a different explanation of like how the toys get made, blah, 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 how the coal gets filtered out. I will say that the, this, the North Pole stuff, I know we're going to possibly talk about the North Pole in a bit, but like, I think the North Pole sequences, the look of the North Pole was right. I think it had this, the aesthetics. I think the aesthetics of that film were fine. You know, the slate looked right. Uh, you know, I think it, it look, looked the part, but I think it was hampered by the writing because you know, uh, another another interesting thing that I think Netflix did was, you know, it was it was a it was an attempt at a a family Christmas film, which mm-hmm. there are very few of these days. You know, like especially in the cinemas around Christmas time, because now it's just Marvel films, isn't it? Or like you yeah. know, as you said, like the Hallmark, like the rom coms. 
you know, it's you know things like, like Love Actually was like you know yeah um, like a big Christmas film one year and all the rest of it. You know, um, I think it was an interesting experiment to to do. I think Kurt Russell made sense if you were going to have if you were going to use him properly. But I think I, I don't know. I just I don't think I don't think they got as much out of him as they could have done. No. You know, I think because uh, if you're going to have like a slightly curmudgeonly like a gruff Santa who is going to be, you know, breaking kayfabe in a restaurant and being like, I know who you are because I'm Santa and I know who you are. I know who you are. And I know why you went to prison. And I know who you are. And I know who you are. And he just keeps going around. It's like, I know who you are. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's the, it's the Christmas, it's the Christmas Chronicles with like a 30 minute, like Darren Brown show in the middle of it. Like, yeah. like I know what you want for Christmas. I know what you want for Christmas. Yeah, he, he does it's get like, old. I'll grant you that. It's um, a lot of that. And I feel by, by the time he's got the cops, although I do like the stuff with the cops. I think it could have been 15 minutes shorter than it was. I think a lot of that could have been um, expunged. I think a lot of the, there's a lot of setup that I feel could have been glossed over. Um, I, I, I think maybe for that film, I don't know, maybe Kurt Russell wasn't the right choice. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like there are other people who could have done that, you know, cause I know, you know, there's been a couple of people like Don in the mantle, but I think you could have had someone like, it wouldn't have done as well, like commercially, as I'm sure it probably did. But I think you could have had someone like Michael Madsen in that suit Ooh. for that film. Do you know what I mean? Like a sort of slightly older, yeah. slightly gruffer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't look like he did when he was in Reservoir Dogs. He's a little bit older now, a little bit chubby, all the rest of it. Didn't have to be Kurt Russell. Didn't have to be McCready. You know, um, yeah. like I said, I think. And I, I know there's the Goldie Hawn thing. And that. Of it. Yeah. Um... That yeah, it's sense. their son plays, or not their son, um, Goldie Hawn's son Bill plays Hudson's dad son, at the yeah. beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a terrible film. I don't think it was it was all right, and it, I think it was a it was a bold move to to try and go back to the time when there would be a big Christmas film in the cinema every year. Yeah, because those days are gone. They, that, that doesn't really they happen are, yeah. now they, because yeah. everyone's sort of decided that these are the the classic Christmas films, and there's not really anything. There's nothing new. I mean, I know there was like, like I'm trying to think. Like, I can't remember the last time I saw like an advert for like an actual honest to god Christmas film that had like stars in it. Um, in the cinema, the Jim Carrey animated Christmas Carol, maybe. Yeah, well, when was that? I mean, that was that's really... that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, but this is what, well, I'm saying, like you like, say, you know, Love Actually. Although I vaguely remember that yeah, coming out summertime. Two. Yeah, I can't um, think. Of, I can't was think that of summer it. film? Was Love Actually summer? summer I might be wrong. Christmas? Uh, again. Like you know, it all sort of bleeds. But it is, one, but it but... is a Christmas film now, wouldn't it? Love yeah. actually. Do you know what I mean? Oh. Um, but yeah, I um. Give me a moment. Yeah, I, yeah. They just well, I suppose it's not like you say. What really more can you add to the Christmas movie market? I mean, I mean at least the Santa Claus took a swing at something different. At least this sort of took a swing at trying to do something different. But yeah, I totally. Yeah, I mean, I totally. Yeah, I totally appreciate that. I appreciate the attempt, and that an attempt was made. Yeah, but um, I don't think it was. I don't think it was entirely um, what it set out to be. I, I don't think you know. I, again, big fan of Kurt Russell. I don't think yeah. they used him the way they could have done. I just, I don't know. I think I think it was it was a missed. I think a missed opportunity. I think is the the best thing you could say about 
the Christmas Chronicles. You know what I mean? And I will yeah, say, the, I, I th- kids were extremely annoying. The elves looked like dog shit. Like yeah, that, well, that Harry Potter CGI. Was yeah, terrible. The, the elves are the elves are awful. Fuck me. Well, that, that, that sort of brings us on. in the chat for those elves. Fuck me. That, that sort of brings us on to the next thing. So, like you know, the world reigns under. So the elves, Mrs. Claus, and the North Pole. Um, you sort of touched on it. We'll go slightly out of order. Christmas Chronicles, North Pole. I felt kind of felt like you know when they used to do those American Christmas TV specials, like Bill Murray riffed on a couple of years ago yeah, on his Netflix yeah. special. It felt a bit like that. I think because you don't really spend enough time in it, you don't see it as a working North Pole. I think the the it, it letter felt a little bit the, like a set, like you know, Bing Crosby's gonna rock out in a sweater in a minute. Yeah, I get that. I think the letter room was done well. I think that that yeah. vortex of toys, like that sort of looked mm-hmm. like the inside of it, it, the clown's mouth. I think that worked. Um, but yeah, the, the elves, elves were dog shit. You know, absolutely fucking. Yeah, that's smacked of just wanting to do a minions type thing. Yeah, yeah. that was exactly it. Was, yeah, that's it. But yeah, and you know, I mean, was, I was mildly amused by him. I liked the one with the chainsaw that was like, you know, what I don't get to cut this kid in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, Mrs. Claus, yeah, Goldie Horn, you know, makes makes sense if if you know that Kurt Russell's wife is Goldie Horn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, um, again, and I imagine the number, on that stunt cast, doesn't it? Yeah, every year thousands of children are born who don't know that Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn are married. So, <laughs> you know, I just I don't know what that does for people. Really. That's what the second one was, though. The second one was just for people who felt shortchanged by that mm-hmm. ending, and then they got a whole film with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. That was exactly what that was. Yeah, like they even they even I think cut out loads of bits. That they meant to put in in the second one just so that they could fit more time in with Mister and Missus Claus. You know that was that was all that was. Yeah. Um, well, because they're like they they're like the closest thing you've got now to like a to like an elder American showbiz couple because before yeah. it was um, who did Paul Newman married to? Shit. Oh shit! Um, oh, uh, but you know what I mean, like yeah, that, yeah. that sort of like elder Hollywood couple who everyone mm-hmm. loves. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's not really, there's not many of them left now. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, Kurt no, Hall got is... them and what Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, yeah. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman. You know, yeah, you know, the, the, there's not uh, many left. You know what I mean? Are DeVito and Perlman still together? I don't think they are. Oh, they're not. Oh God, no, no you're right. Oh yeah, shit, they, I forgot they, about they that. Divorced about eight years ago or something. God, that, damn. that passed me by as well. Also, um, just to go back 2012, to 2012, fuck me, 10 years yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Also, just go to a point that Love actually came out uh, in November of 2003. Oh, right. Yeah, because I knew it couldn't have been, it couldn't really have been any earlier than 2002 because it opened up with like that 9 yeah. 11 monologue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, Hugh, that does make Hugh sense. Hugh Grant talking about 9 11. Yeah. <laughs> as the, the, as the Prime Minister. We could have just Googled it, but. No, I got the ticket, remember? I found yeah, my ticket the other day. That's, that's old school. Um, sort of, all right, if we try and run through these in some kind of order. So if we go with the Mrs. Claus, so I think Santa Claus the movie sort of, you know, as the best example of a Mrs. Claus. Santa Claus yeah. the movie. Um, in that, you know, there oh, is actually the... a Mrs. Claus character on screen for a decent chunk of time. Yeah. Just yeah, if you're going by first movies, yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, this the Santa Claus, uh, two is all about that. It's yeah, all about yeah. him getting a Mrs. Claus. It was the Mrs. Claus in the contract sort of thing. Well, yeah, because I'd argue that Eric Lloyd as Charlie is probably as Scott's son in the Santa Claus is probably the closest you've got to a Mrs. Claus. 
because yeah. his, his ex-wife has got no time for him at all. No, not in the slightest. Again, yeah. until she finds out he's Santa and the kid's not fucking nuts. I mean, that kid's yeah. not helping himself by setting up a bloody sleigh in his bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he's I still like, got... the room kid, fuck. So. Yeah, but still, his parents start thinking that he's actually like a mental case at yeah. that point. They they start going like, oh yeah, he's he, he's lost it. You know, he's mm. he's sitting, he's a child in his room going on dash or whatever. But it's it's July. What? He's mental. Just put him, put him in an institution. Take him away from the dad. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, that's like... the weird thing is because <laughs> Neil, the Judd Ryan old Neil character, is kind of set up as that villainous stepdad kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, even though he's, he's actually he's totally like... not right for this family kind of thing. Again, yeah. so, as soon as he finds out Tim Allen is actually Santa, suddenly he's like, you know, yeah, I'm a cool guy. Or was it? Yeah, it's yeah. that weird. Um, I mean, we'll get onto it later with the overall thoughts of the film, but that's sort of where the, that film sort of crashes to an end rather. Than, um. But no, I thought I liked Mrs. Claus in Santa Claus the movie. She's very much that eighties dot in wife, dot in wife kind of thing. Um, it took me out of it a little bit that it's Judy Cornwell from Keeping Up Appearances. That's exactly yes. what I was going to say. Yeah. It's, da- it's Daisy from Keeping Up Appearances. Yeah. Like, it just <laughs> totally threw me in- entirely. I just was just waiting like... for Ons load of fucking. Yeah, exactly. One shot of the string two. vest and a pair of that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. One shot of the two of them in bed together. <laughs> yeah. Eating shit. Um, she that's even, range that is that's fucking range, that is, that is range. <laughs> she was good though she was you're yeah, right yeah. she was good um but that just speaks more volumes of her in general like even in that very slow paced film all the bits with her were really good yeah um yeah she was the most interesting character actually except from maybe like a couple of the elves were pretty good in that because yeah, I'm pretty sure if I dragged my wife to the point where we've frozen to death and admittedly got to go and live in this magical kingdom, she'd still be like, "We're fucking dead because of you." Dead. Yeah, yeah. I will never see my family again because of you. <laughs> Absolute prick. Yeah, all because you wanted to go over the hill. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> never mind. Now, how do you fancy being the only woman in an all male dwarf colony forever? <laughs> how do you fancy that? Well. He's not. He's not always there. You know. Yeah. Some some of those some of those elves are looking pretty good right now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's a solid point. three out of tens amongst those elves. Come on, Patch. Um, and then Mrs. Claus in Santa Claus the movie in um the Christmas Chronicles. Sorry, is mentioned a couple of times. Yep. And then you get the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Um, and, and, I'd be interested, uh, I'd be interested to know who who knew that Goldie Horn existed and didn't and was surprised by that. Yeah, I do wonder if the kids are like, oh, it's the cup from overboard. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, yeah, the, the, the film that all 10 year olds love, um, First Wives Club. <laughs> Again, I think I think that's where this what is a classic. To, that's where this is appealing to dads of a certain age, isn't it? But, yeah, it is. yeah, it is. Yeah. Like this this film is for people who've got like a poster of a car in their garage that isn't in the garage. Yeah. Like a different car. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they got I mean, Toyota Yaris in the garage and a Ferrari on the wall. You see that? One day, man. <laughs> no, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> I've, I've not seen the sequel, but sort of from this, he seems fine. She seems very much a modern. Again, oh, just, it's that cool couple kind of, you know, she's been good together for, for years. And yeah, she's good for that moment. But when you've got to suffer a whole film of them being a couple, like, you're like, that's all I'm watching. Like, I'm not. I'm really just watching a reality show, but they're pretending to be other people. Like, yeah. like I'm sorry. Like, it's just not. She and she's, I don't know. Goldie Hawn's 
great in some stuff, but she's just not great in this. Like she knows it's a straight to DVD. You know I, mean? that, like, that I, said, I really that... like Goldie Horn when she's the lead. Yes. I think yeah. she suffers when she has to because I did a big Steve Martin rewatch for another podcast and the two Steve Martin films she did, she's not good in them. Mm. Because they tend to do it as like, you know, oh Goldie Horn, just do that crazy psycho bitch thing you do that we're you know, we all find lovable kind of thing. But and it just doesn't work. She just she the, the original that. quirked up shorty, Goldie Horn. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. see like you see what Kurt Russell was like in that first film. Like amp that up just slightly because they seem to always do that for sequels for like Christmas films as well. They always just like up it just a wee bit in character or whatever. Yeah. Um now up that slightly and then try and act across from that and that being your husband as well like that's hard yeah that's really hard so, so i was thinking this i was thinking it must be really difficult to yeah to try and act as a different couple with someone that you go home with at the end of the fucking shoot exactly you know exactly i kind of imagine that's what they were like like all day you spend like talking to like a tennis ball on a stick that's an elf <laughs> pretend that's an elf and then you both get into fucking Kurt Russell's Camaro and you're talking about groceries and stuff. So like, <laughs> for an hour, do you know what I mean? Like, I was in the thing. Yeah, I know you were. <laughs> that's what that's what he no, goes around no, saying. No, but the good one. Yeah, I know it was the good one. <laughs> that's, that's what he goes around saying all the time. <laughs> all the time. Just going to bed. I was yeah. in the thing, mate. You know? Just, uh, yeah, like, you know the bit in Father in, in the scene in the restaurant where he's like, I know you and I know you. He's, he's doing that for real, but he's just going up the table and going, hey. Look at that, hey? McCready. Can't believe it. Look at him. We can't believe he's left. All right. No. Goldie also no, said they're like, good. you know, private venue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, Big trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> All right. We sort of touched on the elves then with, you know, the CGI cuteness. Mm. I did quotation marks for people not watching, obviously, because this is an audio thing. Um, <laughs> in Santa Claus, the movie, then, they're. Well, Vendigum, which was a word I'm not... <laughs> um, but then they say they prefer to be called elves, so we'll respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tend to go for short actors, not the not little people, just actors that... Are yeah, just shorter. Just short. Yeah. Um, which works fine to find. It's mostly... I think it's just like, you know, got a load of actors the same size as Dudley Moore and would like... Yeah. To you know what I loved about that? It was the same thing I loved about Jaws, is that those were just normal-looking slubs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like you ever watch Jaws and it's like there's not one fuckable person in Jaws. They're just all a bunch of fucking doughy slubs. Like just, just a bunch of fucking losers. And yeah. they are, it I just think, feels like a your average factory you'd walk into, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, it looks like a fucking good looking factory, by yeah. the standard of some factory. Work. I still yeah. don't. I still don't understand what Burgess Meredith was doing there. At all, it like was that he, weird stunt Marlon Brando stunt casting, wasn't it? It's, yeah, it's Burgess Meredith rather than Marlon Brando. Yeah, yeah, and he's so highly cast as well. Like he's up at like fourth on the list, and I'm like, mate, you you're on the screen for like five minutes. You not even that, but not two even minutes. that. Yeah, he literally, I know he's only on for two minutes because he drags the the speech out that long. It's like holy <laughs> shit. Like, it's what get, Brando would have wanted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you henceforth. <laughs> Will be Santa. Fuck, hurry up! Like, yeah. <laughs> hurry up! I get it. Santa Claus. Yep, cool. Can I get in the sleigh? Like, Christ. Um, he's just too much. He's too much. And it was just like, why is it? Why is Mick? Why is Mickey here? Like, yeah, no point. Does he call yeah. Santa Claus a bum? 
<laughs> no. You bum! They're, 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 they're no. a presence, you bum! I just, I just don't get it. I was like, I don't get why the penguin is walking up, and you know, he's it, the, people carrying his hair and stuff as well. I was like, God, that must like be say, it feels ass. like they were going for the Rambo funny. Superman the movie kind of thing, but yeah, but, but like a bunch I mean, of guys. To be fair, I'd love that beard. That's how I want to see John at a con, like in. <laughs> Just two his two children carrying his beard for him. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that must be a pain in the arse going to the loo. Yeah. Wait out here. <laughs> just um, mad. Then Elfwise in uh, Elfwise in the Santa Claus, they cast children and te- a couple of teenagers. In the Santa um, Claus, yeah, there was a yeah. uh, thingy the guy that played Bernard as well. Uh, what's his name? Oh, the guy oh. David. Tending to hear about you numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's he's brilliant. Yeah, he's really good. I think I think that was the right again. I think that was the right thing to do for that. But I think they all got their elf casting pretty much right. I mean, the the ones that used real people got it right. I think the the elves in because I I think like if if you're gonna have like a a badass like Camaro riding Kurt Russell, doesn't it make sense to have like a gang as the elves, Mm -hmm. like burly older fellas? Yep. Like fucking like Biff Whiff from like, like no, say, I should leave. Christmas just... Chronicles, it purely was, I imagine, like, you know, the John Peters, I need my Chewbacca in a Superman movie kind of thing. It feels like, you know, we need our fucking minions. We need yeah. something we can make toys of. Well, yeah. I mean, well, it's the Christopher Columbus thing, isn't it? It's the elves. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. the fucking, the, you know, the Dobby, the house, the, yeah. you know, the the slaves from Harry Potter and, you know, the rest of it. But, you know, like, it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, ugh. I get it. It was a, yeah, it was an attempt to, because a lot of the films now, like the minions, are like it feels like they're just like generating these with a computer, and they're just like showing them to kids. Like, do you like that? No. Yeah. Okay. It was a big yellow <laughs> thing. Do you like that? Oh, they like that. Okay, right. Make a million of them. Do you know what I mean? It was just a procedurally generated thing. Yeah. You but like again, that? No. <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other problem with them in Christmas Crawl again, I can't speak to the sequel. I've not seen it. I'm doing it based purely on the first thing. Is you don't really see them doing any elf stuff. No. You see them well, fucking take out a gang. Uh, wield a chainsaw and then parachute in with some presents when mm-hmm. they're doing the big drop at the end, but you don't yep. actually see him doing anything. Um, I mean, you don't really see it much in the Santa Claus either because he spends very little time in the North Pole in that film. They're mainly doing admin in the Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but anyway. even when they're getting his suit and stuff together, like that's where you see a lot of them. And like they've got the team, the ELFS, that which annoys yeah. me. Yeah. Really annoys me. ELFS, elves. The, the yeah. little jetpackers. Yeah, but like Which that's nothing says nineties like jetpacking elves. I know exactly, and like, like leather jacket type stuff, like or like bomber jacket stuff. But it's like it's like we got all these prototypes we didn't use on the Rocketeer. Can we use them in your Santa Claus movie? Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Fuck it, that'll do. Um, yeah. Elves with attitude, fucking hell. Um, but he, <laughs> you know that, but that's a team. You know that's them yeah. going out to help Santa and stuff. It's like when that they just sense. do weird somersaults for no know, for no reason, reason. no yeah. reason. Um. Um, again, I can see kids in the nineties fucking loving them though. Yes, well, it's I that, did. It's that Home Alone kind of. Loved yeah, them. absolutely loved kids. them. Yeah, I mean, um, there's still there's still a part of me when I watch that film go yeah, and then come away from it going ELFS, fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but and then you got the North Pole itself, which. Um, yeah, it was fine as a pra- as a practical set. I think it was fine, right? It, yep. Again, in in the Santa Claus, because he spends very little time there, it feels like a little bit eroded. <laughs> Like a mixture of a theme park gift shop, a Bond villain layer at Christmas, and a sweatshop factory. Yeah, all the all the children. Um, <laughs> it's hard to I do, do love that set though. It's great. I love the train. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the kind of yeah. thing that would capture a kid's imagination straight away. Um, yep. 
I like the one in Santa Claus the movie as well. It's very wood and color though. Well, like, yeah, but I mean, like, like the like the a toy shop threw up in a log cabin. Yeah, the, the Santa Claus the movie one though, because and again, like, and again with the the Santa Claus itself, you know, because they're all focusing very much on like wood and toys and you know the traditional yeah. picture of what elves are making and all the rest of it, because they've all had to skirt this thing of like, why aren't they making like. NESs. Why aren't they making Mega yep. Drives? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like they've all had to skirt that, and in the Christmas Chronicles, why aren't they making iPads? You know. Yep. Yeah. Right? I mean, admittedly, there's nothing in these films like tech-wise in regard to the choice they're making. To date them. Date them in their thing. Yeah. They all have that sort of timeless feel to them. I yeah. think tech-wise, Santa Claus the movie possibly works best in its depiction of the North Pole in not dating it. Um, yeah, it could be, yeah. but again, because it looks like a Christmas card, yeah. I think that's that's yeah, why exactly, it, yeah. it it it, all, it was always going to be timeless because it was timeless when they made it. Yeah, you can take a photo of that and whack it on a Christmas card and sell it, and nobody yeah. would know. Um, yeah. um, again, I like the one in the Santa Claus. Like I say, it does feel like they build it at Disneyland as well. And oh yeah, totally. You, you could ride the train around it. Well, you know what it was. They probably they probably did build it with the idea of having to replicate it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right? they did. They, like, they, they built upon it as well for the sequels, obviously, but it's the same basic layout as the first one as well. And you just see the outside, like it's like you see the courtyard kind of thing in the, yeah. in the next ones. That's all, and but maybe with, but, like a couple extra buildings. But with the idea of it being like an actual thing you could visit somewhere, I'm yeah, guessing, right. It's it's quite funny though because you watch the Christmas Chronicles, and I think they've taken a lot of influence from it. Um, I, when, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you when you look at the when you look at. Um, there's bits in the second Christmas Chronicles as well where they show like the outside of the the house and it's almost like the exact same set. Yeah. Um. It wasn't until I was actually watching it back I was like, that's the same kind of doors as when he first comes to the North Pole in the Santa Claus. I was like, this. It's just interesting. They'll all take bits off of each other, obviously, because you have to for doing that kind of set design. But yeah, I yeah, do love just the Santa odd. Claus that you got the kids stood on the balcony being like, "There's a polar bear directing traffic down there." Yeah, afford <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Um, we should sort of talk about the reindeer quickly as well. I didn't actually write any notes down, but I really liked the puppets in the Santa Claus. I thought they were quite expressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite liked the ones in Santa Claus the movie as well for the same reason, and then. Christmas Chronicles, they're just CGI reindeer. They're fine. Yes, yeah, they're nothing. They're nothing. They, they didn't really seem to have any personality. Um, they, like they say, do. Santa Claus, the movie where you've got Chekhov's Super Duper Looper or whatever it is. Yeah. With the reindeer constantly covering his eyes and bailing on it. Yeah. Um, and like I say, they're quite expressive. They're quite sweet. The, for the limited movement they had for a man's puppet. The the ones in the the first, the Santa Claus... Uh, they're great, but see when they do them, they become like very minion like for the sequels. Like they have yeah. like really weird voices and stuff, and they, yeah, they have really. like big, they have like big, like almost like anime eyes, where they're giving it like, like it's really, it's weird. It's like obviously because they were straight to DVD jobs. Like the yeah. Santa, the Santa Claus played in cinemas, yeah. Whereas two and three were just straight to DVD bad boys, but they're they've got more CG at that point. That they do with the reindeers, and when they do have models, it's like they just look odd. They look really cartoonish. Um, but the first ones, they were great. They were really good. Like when he's yeah. saying, "Like, are you growling at me?" and it just cuts in on his face, like, yeah. like he's brilliant. Looks so good. It's really good expression and stuff on them as well. Yeah, it's uh, like I say, I thought they were nice. Like I say, in Christmas Carol, because they're pretty much non-entity sort of things they don't really yeah. do much apart from fly off and that um so sort of then because i'm aware of time and everything 
quickly sort of like the themes of the films and how they fit into the year they were sort of thing. So I think again, I might be reading it wrong, but I saw Santa Claus the movie as like a juxtaposition between tradition and modern progress. Yeah. And you know, the uh, uh, uh yeah, I mean the, I the think... joy of Christmas versus capitalism kind of <laughs> Yeah, well I think yeah, because well I think I think it kind of was that. I think it was he was hinting at that, but it was. I think it was kind of treading on eggshells a little bit because like when did it come out? 87? 80, 85. 85. 85, right. So this was first year of Reagan's second term. Yeah, right? I mean, we're smack bang in the middle of the greed is good. Yeah, Reaganomics, no such thing as society, right? So like America is on the up, right? Like financially, maybe not culturally so much, but like financially at least, you know, the, the city boys have taken over and, it, and you know, the, the money hose is on, right? So it's like... For me, it's it's very much like oh, um, for for me, it, the 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 worry is not capitalism so much because you know there's those big lavish scenes of like McDonald's and all the rest of it, and you know it's all treated with this like reverence as we talked about earlier. But then it's like oh, but you know, but you see like when you make these things on mass, right? When you mass produce stuff mm. abroad, wink, wink, right? <laughs> Well, then that's when you have problems, see? Because it's only, you know, when you make stuff in-house, you can spend the time and make sure it works right. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is when all the car companies were being, you know, when Michigan was going under. Yeah. Right? This is this would have been around the time this was happening. So I think it was, I don't think it was, I think if it was decrying capitalism, I don't think it knew it was doing it at the time. I think it was just, I think it was maybe sensing a worrying trend that looking back on it now, we can say, yes, that was the, the, the makings of the Reagan era. Yep. That is what that is what that time frame did to America and what people's idea of America was. But at the time, perhaps it was just you know, oh, this is like a worrying trend that is taking off now. Wonder what will happen if it doesn't if it goes um, unresolved. And uh, well, they found out later on, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that was my take of the because it was a, it was a very very conflicted film. I thought the Santa Claus. Do you know what I mean like it was it yeah. was kind of. It, it was trying to be like hopeful of the future and you know like America's all right and all the rest of it, but it was always kind of looking over its shoulder. Do you know what I mean like a deeply paranoid film? You know, like mm-hmm. it's like and like the and the John Lithgow character. Like first of all, I think John Lithgow was wrong for that film. I think he was wrong for that part. Should have been Kelsey Grammer. Ooh, ooh, should have yeah. been Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing or he wasn't available. Then he must have known he was around because of Cheers. Should have been Kelsey Grammer. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. yeah, it would have been yeah. early into him being in Cheers, wouldn't it? It's sort of because he he was you know because John Lith- John Lithgow is a you know is the poor man's Kelsey Grammer, right? If you want someone who's going to really lay it on thick and is genuinely evil, Kelsey Grammer's your man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because John Lithgow was meant to be Fraser Crane in Cheers. Yeah, obviously exactly. he was too big a star for it, so it's a sliding door Kelsey moment. Grammer. So yeah. yeah. I mean, I like John Lithgow. I think he's fine in this. He hams it up to fuck, but he does actually, feel like he's in a different movie. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I actually love him, but there is like he he is one hundred percent in a different movie. Like he he's yeah. he's almost doing the. Um... But they could they all kind of are though, because like Dudley Moore's not really in that film with. No, no way. <laughs> who's the guy who played? Who's the guy who played Santa? I keep forgetting his name. Um, David Huddleston. Like, David Huddleston. Like he's not even really in the Big same film. David Huddleston. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know. Um, God, what a fucking career he had. But, you know. know. Of course he fucking is. It was a really weird, it was a really, really strange group of actors, I think. Like I say, Santa Claus the movie feels like several movies smashed into one. In some ways, again, we'll sort of get onto it when we do our final thoughts, but in some ways, I think Santa Claus the movie might have been better if they'd have had the bollocks to actually stick with it being Santa Claus the movie and not yep. done the little Dudley Moore side quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, yeah, the, the Dudley Moore thing is just tacked on yeah. like, entirely. But it, but it's it like they realised part way in, they were like, oh, fuck, we got Dudley Moore in this film. Come <laughs> up with him. Yeah, but like, you know, and but like, it's almost like, I don't know, like, you know that Robin Williams film, Toys? Yeah. Yep. It's almost like they're just trying to like, Fucking cram that in. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, can we try and get toys in here somehow? Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just, it was a really, really funny, really disjointed, weird film. I gotta say. I mean, I hadn't seen it for a very long time. I was really surprised by how fucking mad it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was just, slow, but it was bouncing all over the place. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. it was, it was slow, but every turn broke your neck. Yep. You know? yeah. it, was it was really it was strange. Really, it was really strange because. You really felt it completely change, like tone everything as soon as you saw the cityscape in the background with the sleigh. As yeah, soon yeah. as that happened, it was like, oh, in a different film. Like yeah. out of nowhere, it was like, oh, holy shit. Uh, right, now I've got to get used to this completely different film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just odd. It was I really think it odd. Was- Roger Ebert as well, when he reviewed it, it, was like part of the thing it suffers from is that Santa and John Lithgow never share a scene. You Not never get to. like this. Like you know, figure of evil, capitalism come up against the symbol of good. But you can't though, because because Santa is also a symbol of capitalism. You can't have a fight because it would be like you know, like it's like Austin versus McMahon. They're both paid by the WWE. Like it's like (laughs) it's the same. Yeah, like I I get what he's saying, but how you can't really do that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really. You know, I, I know that this is like fucking. This is like 2002 level social analysis. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck the fucking system. You know, you know what I mean? Like, this is fucking. I've just listened to System of Down for the first time, and now I'm going to tell you a thing or two, right? But, like, but you know what I mean? Like, but it's it's just yeah. It was a, I, I see. I, I, he was right, but it's such a fucking such a weird film. Really, really yeah, strange. And it yeah. bombed at the time when it came out. It was one thing I completely. I didn't realize. It's weird that he it. sort of. You remember it being held in such. I mean, in my original introduction, I changed it. With you know, he was a beloved version of Santa. Feeling he is. No, no, he's not. And but you sort of you remember out. it as being like you know that was the definitive Santa of the fucking eighties. I think he was the definitive Santa of the eighties, but but the thing is, it was more popular over here. John Lithgow's actually said it in interviews. He's yeah, like, he's found that it's it, it's played all the time over here around Christmas on like ITV and, and Channel 5 and all that. Like they play it on ad nauseum, actually. Like every yeah. Sunday afternoon, it's like, oh, Santa Claus the movie, you know, bang it on. And like you were saying it was on Sky Movies as well. It's because it's yeah. just on repeat when it goes on to the actual channel yeah. Sky Movies, you know, it's on all the time. And he was really taken aback. Like he, I think, he, yeah, he came here and so it was like, what the hell like why is this film on like nobody liked it like it doesn't play back home at all like why is it on here and there's people cutting about going like well ah, Santa Claus the movie was on last night you see it you know it, it has that weird American European feel doesn't it it's yeah weird yeah a co- co-production yeah. feelings mm-hmm. um um I suppose sort of quick we should move on to the Santa Claus which it's very 90s feeling from yeah. farting reindeer and 
Santa farting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're in the night, yeah. isn't yeah. Um, yeah. To the Tim Allen of it. Um, Theme-wise, it seems to be about believing in magic as an adult. Yeah. It co- kind of rushes to that at the end with the realisation of Judd Nelson's character and his ex-wife, who I can't remember her name, no shit, who played her, uh, Wendy Crewson. <laughs> My weenie whistle. and obviously tim allen's forced journey throughout it yeah feels a little bit like you know believing in magic as an adult well you've got a gun to your head yeah (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think we sort of touched on that through conversations really anyway um and you know it's that usual 90s thing of you know a father learn a dad Mm -hmm. learning to become a father and or father learning to become a dad and Mm -hmm. All that sort of thing, and then abandoning the kid at the end, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Christmas Chronicles. I don't know. The message seems to be because we find out that the whole thing about his hat is bullshit. Yep. The whole the thing me- is a setup of bullshit to try and make people believe in themselves rather than believe in Santa. The message of Christmas Chronicles is Santa is a liar to be- to make yeah. you become to make you become a family. Yeah. Santa, Santa was like a motivational cop, speaker. He's yeah. making that cop become try and become a better person because he doesn't leave the jail cell until the cops like, yeah, right, you can fucking go. Yeah, but he wants him. He wants him to get back with his missus. It's yeah. all about like, oh, keep keep the family system together. Oh, he's a master manipulator. That fucking. If, it, if if anything, there could be an argument made that he he keeps trying to just put man with wife. There's no man with man or lady with lady in this. I'll tell you that. That's true you know enough. I mean? And and to to make matters even worse, um, he spent that Christmas trying to get a woman to go back to a Boston police officer that she left. <laughs> God help that poor woman. Yep. <laughs> These yeah. bloody faced <laughs> freaks. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of like trying to keep the family dynamic together. You know, yeah, I, well, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if family planning had some sort of. Uh, Funding behind this, yeah. Well, I, th- well, I think it was. I, I think it was the most conservative of the three films in terms mm-hmm. of its, uh, and that includes Santa Claus the movie, you know, which had yeah. the most conservative portrayal of the the image of Father Christmas in terms of the setting and everything, you know. Because I think the, you know, considering how much they change, like you know, it's you know, Kurt Russell and the E Street Band, and you know, he's driving this like souped up sleigh, but they mm-hmm. went really, really traditional for the garb, and they had him speaking Elvish and all the rest of it. And the the letter writing room was all like, you know, it it, it was all it wasn't like a modernized like vision of like yeah. the Santa ethos. It was all very, very, very traditional and all the rest of it. But it, it, to me, it was like because it, I think it's because it was made in two thousand eighteen. Like it was, you know, it was, it was a, a post Trump, yeah. like get everyone together Christmas film. So like, you know, like the kid's dad um, uh, passed away. Firefighter, not a police officer, a firefighter, yeah. right? Apolitical. Everyone agrees they're a hero, right? Just right, gloss over that. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in years gone by, they could have said it was a police officer, but they can't do that now, right? Because yeah. police officers are part of the whole, you know, um, you know, do you respect you? Know, do you kneel for the fucking cops? You know, all yeah. this other fucking bullshit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think it was, it, and you know. There's a little thing that where he said like oh ho, saying ho, 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 oh that's fake news and I thought oh yeah. Like, yeah. I said, yeah I hated that it was, it was the that, post that really it's a post Trump divide and it's this idea that like oh, America has been I can't remember who said it but a, sort of a comedian talking about it he said oh you know about how America's never been more divided and he said you do know we had a civil war though don't you yeah exactly <laughs> you know like but um 
you know, it's this idea that, you know, oh, you've got to be really, really careful with, with this like fractious America that exists now and all the rest of it. So I think it was, it was really, it was a nervous film. It was a really, really nervous yeah, film. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, it was like, let's just all get together. Let's get the family back together. Should we come on? Just one, just for all time's sake. Do you know what I mean? Was remember, even a- remember Barack Obama? He was cool. <laughs> <laughs> He was a terrible those... president, but he was cool. He was a cool man. Come on. There's <laughs> even those bits like in the park and stuff as well with the random gangbangers who, yeah, you know, had the, the faint uh, touch of either Italian or Spanish behind each of their voices. It's like, oh, Too man. Italian? Uh, well, the guy who runs the place, the garage, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah oh, yeah, Christmas yeah. will come early this year. <laughs> like, holy shit. Yeah, you forgot about it. Yeah. yeah he was like, two seconds away from going, Mamma Mia. Yeah. yeah and it was, it's the classic, like, um, Chicago Italian hot rods shop mm-hmm. with yep. a coal furnace. <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole bit just makes no sense. No, it's just. What you got to beg for? I'm like, that's yeah. not. Again, that scene purely exists for the elf, the scene with the elves, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, purely in there for that. It could have easily gone. Uh, you didn't need it either. I thought the journey for the sun, which was arguably the most interesting journey in the film, even though it is cliched as shit. Yeah. Um, and I do like the thing with the ball ball where he sees his dad and it tell him he's proud of him, but you know, that kind of triggers the father thing. Again, it's appealing to dads, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But yeah. I wish I could yeah. tell my son I'm proud of him. So you fucking can. It's like, no, I'm not dead. But, but 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 again, like like the like the Santa Claus is even though the mother is alive in the film, that film is very much told from the father's perspective. It is about it's it's you know just for men again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's the Christmas film for blokes. Yeah. Like, even though those kids have a living mother who is like working night shifts in the hospital back to back, it's like. But what would the dad have made of all this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the person whose feelings we really have to consider here. Yeah, yeah the mother's such a non-fucking character, isn't it? She comes yep. in like you know, yeah, she pops out. Yeah, she comes yeah. in and she comes in and literally says like, "Dad would have had all this stuff up." And that's like that's all she literally when she comes back and looks at the house as well. It's like, yeah. oh, it's all done. Dad would have loved this. It's done. No, dad would have done it. Yeah. Um, all right. I think Thanks. we sort of <laughs> given our overall thoughts on the film throughout. Um, I think if you if you you know I think the films do have a loose through line. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. where like the so Santa mm-hmm. Claus the movie is like this country could be fucked soon, and then the Santa Claus is like, oh. It feels like it might be fucking over, and then the Christmas conference is like it's fucking over, boys. <laughs> it's like because it, it is a generation like the kids who watched Santa Claus the movie are now the dads in the Christmas Chronicles, and it yeah. does feel like it does feel like that trajectory of like you know if you've lived through like recession after recession, Trump, Trump all this other stuff, and then you get there and it's like it's fucking over, boys. Ring on the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, the real standout for me in Santa Claus movie is the soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was fucking great. I thought um, Henry Mancini's score was, yeah, it's the kind of thing you could chuck on at Christmas in the background yeah. while you're eating. Um, the Santa Claus had nothing really in it. Um, the no. songs in Santa Claus movie are fucking awful. I will give them, give it that. Um, Sheena Easton one's all right, I suppose, but the rest is just... <laughs> Very eighties, yeah. That's all it is. I can't oh, even think. I can't think of any music that plays in the Santa Claus at all. 
No, like there's just that. No. It's just that typical background Disney. Overall, the Santa Claus movie feels a little bit like you know we want to do this custody movie about a fucking father trying to get because you know we want to show that not all divorced fathers for justice. Yeah, and then they were like, you know, we need we need a high concept to go into this though. What if he has to become Santa Claus? You know, the the father, not not Spider Man or Superman. He's become Santa. Yeah, the ultimate the ultimate dad. What's a way to abandon your kid in a way that women will clap for you in the cinema? Be, be the ultimate dad. Be Father Christmas. <laughs> you too can abandon your kids. All you have to do is kill Father Christmas. Like, wear his clothes. I, gu- I guarantee Tim Allen got like a letter back then. It was like, I, I saw the message you hid for me in the Santa Claus. <laughs> message received, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Christmas Chronicles just sort of has to walk that fine line between familiar and traditional family Christmas and doing something yeah. modern and you know for the dads, as we've said, virtually yeah. impossible to do. I think I, I applaud the effort. You know, I do applaud the effort that they made. You know, to try I think and it does a, a nice new... job of appealing to all ages, but yeah, and they tried to make a new Christmas classic, and that's basically impossible now because yeah. you know because it's all it, been done. It was all been yeah. There are there are, there is a canon of classic Christmas films. And and I think it's... Muppets Christmas Carol fucking nailed that one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there is a canon of classic Christmas films. I wouldn't say the Christmas Chronicles is in it, but it was, no, it's it one you might watch attempt. every couple of years or something. It's not going to mm-hmm. be in it. It's not an every year for me. Well, it's one you'll stick on when you're browsing through Netflix. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, like, that's that's the only reason you'd ever watch it if you saw it just in your scroll on that. You wouldn't seek it out. I don't think it's, it's, it's not quite a film to ignore, but it's yeah, it's fine. Oh, no, it is. It's fine. It like is. I say, it's got it's compelling okay. bits in it. The adventure aspect of it's quite good. Like I say, the yeah. Kurt Russell of it is yeah. It's it's funny because I think Netflix did do a sort of a more kind of classic Christmas film with Santa Claus as well, roughly around the same maybe like a year later or something, and that was that anim- animated Claus. The oh, K- yeah, I've, got, I've got that in my um other Santas to check, yeah. check out it's, kind of thing. It's just interesting that you know it was Netflix again, <clears throat> even though you know Netflix tend to just channel out dog shit but yeah. that was that was that has become like a, a sort of classic one and that's that felt because... a little bit like one of those european films that they bought cheap and then oh, overdubbed the on yeah, yeah overdubbed yeah. Yeah, it does it, it does and it's, it is a great film we watched it last christmas it's fucking superb like it's i say amazing. it's in my so we'll sort of go on to it then so sort of other santas to check out i've got jk simmons's claw um claws klaus in that yep. um ed asner in elf even though he's you know he's not a huge part of it but and I thought Henry Lawful in A Boy Called Christmas, which we watched last year as well, which was surprisingly enjoyable, if oh, okay. like the numbers, um, which again is another one about the origins of Santa from a little kid. Mm. Um, what about yourselves? Any other uh, Santas you want to shout out? Well, I've got Raymond Briggs' Father Christmas. Yeah. Um, 100%. Mel Smith as Father Christmas in Blooming constantly. Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other... Uh, Claws or Clows, because they say Clows throughout it in, yeah. in the film, and then they eventually say Claws. Um, there was a film called Get Santa. I never watched it. Oh, but... with Jim Broadbent. I said Jim Broadbent. Yeah, yeah. he looked really good. Um, again, I've not seen it. I've... No. By the it... time I'm in the mood to watch Christmas films, like Christmas is nearly gone, because yeah. I only get a short yeah. window of time off. It's... Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Richard Attenborough. Yeah. Um, Miracle on 34th Street. I mean... Amazing, he's great. I think he's I think so he, might, he might be the one for me. I've got to say, Dicky. Yeah, 
diffuse because yep. that thing like we talked about you know kurt russell overdid it the sort of like the the psychic like the mentalist routine in the diner like the the way they wrote it in Miracle on 34th Street, where it was just always like a nod and a wink. Like ah, mm-hmm. uh, I just I thought it was so well done. I mean, I know it's a remake, but you know, like the and the bit with the sign language and all the rest of it, like yep. that's you know, uh, because again, I think all the Christmas films of that time dealt with like cynical kids and you know, like kids these days, fucking don't fucking give a shit, you know, and all the rest of it. And it's like, how do we win around these cynical kids? When really the question they were asking was like, why? How have we become so cynical? We, yeah, the parents, the boomers. How have we turned into this? Um, this feckless dirge of ruining the country, right? But like, you know, like <laughs> but you know, I think the 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 um the Richard Attenborough one, I think that was a, I, th- I think that was probably like the definitive Santa Claus portrayal yeah. on yeah. screen for me. Yeah, he's great. He's brilliant. Yeah, I've still never seen that film all Look the way through. The part, I've like, seen it in bits, but I've never seen it all the way through. It's just really, it's just really good because even at the parts where. Um, it's more downhearted. It's it's good timing. It's good. It's very well written. Where it has to have a lull. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's yeah, that it's well paced. Yeah, very much. It follows a a very straightforward Hollywood type script where it has to have you know up and then down and then build it back up again to get to the nice happy end or whatever. Yeah, but yep. they do it so well, and I think because it's Richard Attenborough as well, he's such a tremendous actor. Um, it was just it was really well paced. It was nice and lovely. There was no bits where you were thinking like, "God, this is really lagging" or whatever. Like it's 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 it has that thing of something happening all the time, whilst also not being like excitement like all the time. You know, yeah. there's just always yeah. the next bit that's that and has I, the pertains to the rest of the story kind of thing. I agree. And the other thing I would say is that I never felt like I never felt like it was put. It was yanking my chain. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Because like some films are like you know, and um, you know, now there's gonna be like a, a sad bit, really sad bit. Now, 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 sad. And it's like mm-hmm. there are bits like that. Of course, it is. You know, it is playing like the the emotional line, but I never, I never felt the strings. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it felt very natural, and you know, like there are scenes in it that are obviously, no, maybe cynically, but you know, they are there to. It's like this is a sad scene in the film. Yep. Readiness for the next bit. You know the. You know the deaf girl. She doesn't. You know she knows you can't talk to her. She just wants to sit on your knee. Do you know what I mean? And then he signs to her and all the rest of it. Like that is cynical, fucking you know Christmas film stuff. But it's done nicely, and they don't yep. lean on it. To, they don't spend too much time on it. It's just a little moment. Just, but it's all in service of the greater idea of like, is this guy the real fucking deal? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I just thought it was a really nice, really, really well done. I think yeah, for me that's the definitive. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you know, it probably made because my age, because you know, like I was a kid when I saw it for the first time. Yeah, but it does a good job as well because it plays on adult themes and stuff as well, with it being like a, yeah. a court case and all that. So, so you get yeah. a courtroom drama with it also being this whole magical believe in Santa thing as well, and even down to the, the them all wearing the badges like I believe and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's 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 still playing on that kid aspect. You've still got Matilda in the yeah. in the in the film and stuff to hook the kids in. Um, but it's you know at the end of the day it has got very sort of adult themes in it, um, relationships and dating and and um, and like I say courtroom dynamics and politics and you know setup and stuff like that as well you know corporations and one like warring retailers and all this kind of stuff you know it's all stuff that you can go like oh fuck you know this is this is something else whilst the kids are being like oh that's the baddies that's the goodies and what they're doing to santa you know what i mean yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's a good one. Awesome. Well, cheers for that. I'm aware of the time, so I shall let John go. Anything you want to plug before? Obviously, that comic smell. I know there's nothing new on this foul earth, but I always recommend people go check it out anyway and give it a listen. There's a Christmas episode of that as well. There is. Um, Bold seems to be still ticking on and going strong in on the short film circuit. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be having its online premiere soon, so it'll have like a permanent home online shortly. So um, if you want to watch it at your leisure, you can do. Um, So you haven't got to go to one of our multi-award winning uh, film (laughs) festivals, you know, we'll see it up there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, so it'll be online shortly for people to watch um, for free. Awesome. I'll um, share the shit out of that when it happens. uh... And hopefully there'll be a new podcast in the new year. Hopefully. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Hopefully. That would be nice. That would be Who nice. knows? Oh, the other, oh, um, sorry, my my actual on-screen favorite Santa Claus of all time was the um the drunk one in Jungle All the Way that Arnie bench pressed. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've never seen that film either. The, so the one that he like, the one movies that he, fucking passed me by. The one that he shoulder pressed into Sinbad off the off the floats. <laughs> That's my favorite on-screen Santa. Sorry, <laughs> I was I was going to say it was in the same film and it was the Big Show. As uh, as the, as the giant Santa that says, "I'm going to deck your halls, Bob." <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. Well, cheers. For Merry that, Christmas. Really it, yeah. <laughs> That's it, really. Yeah. Where, where do we go? But yeah, have, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all that stuff. And yeah, thanks for coming on and talking Santas with me. Thanks, Stu. Always a pleasure. Jim. Merry Christmas, yeah. buddy. Yeah, and you. And that's it for our look at three cinematic Santas. Which on-screen Santa is your favourite? Let us know in the comments, wherever you see this episode posted, or on our social medias. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links for where you can find that comic smell, this foul earth, and more. At the time of recording this episode, Santa Claus the Movie is available to buy on DVD and Blu-ray in the UK, or to purchase digitally from various streaming sites. The Santa Claus is available on DVD, either on its own or in a trilogy box set from Disney, or is available to watch on Disney+. Plus. And The Christmas Chronicles is available on Netflix. Uh, Must Be Santa by Bob Dylan is available on his album, Christmas in the Heart, or to stream on Spotify and the like, I imagine. As always, thanks for listening and supporting the pod. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please give us a follow on the socials and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. And as it's Christmas, and if you have a moment to spare, please leave us the gift of a review or rating wherever you listen. It would be much appreciated. And from all of us here at And Why Not, we wish you a Merry Christmas, however you choose to spend it, and a Happy New Year. Bye for now.